read uh, Bible verses for today. The first one is from uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 27. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and, don't, and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who's, who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. The second verse is from Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. So he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, nor by power, not by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. No, sorry. (laughs) Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. um, I've been to, wow, it's really raining. That's awesome, hey? Yeah, it's good. This verse, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord, has been going through my head now for a couple of weeks, actually, since I got here. And God's been stirring this message in my heart to bring to you today. Okay, so I want you to capture it. Who's got a story here? A story for your life. I've got a story. You've all got a story. Some of your stories are pretty hard, yeah? Some of your stories are full of pain, full of hardship, full of suffering, full of abuse, full of really bad stuff. And this is the message that I believe God wants to bring tonight. God wants to change your story. God wants to change your story starting today. God wants to write a new story from today. Ah, how good is that, hey? I'm going to get you soon, I know. I'm going to get you soon. I have to get you. You have to capture it. God wants to change your story. That's a good thing. God wants to take the rubble of the past and turn it into a beautiful thing. A beautiful new thing. God wants to take the pain and the sorrow and turn it into joy. It's a good thing. And I don't know about you, but sometimes you feel like I'm trying really hard, God. I'm working my butt off here, but you fail. I'm trying really hard. I'm doing all the right things. I'm ticking all the right boxes. And then you fail. Anyone else been there? Try really hard, then you fail. I gotta say, Andrew and I, Andrew's not here, he's home with the kids. Nah, yada yada drama, blah blah blah, the kids. He's home with the kids. And, um, but Andrew and I are very, very experienced movers of house. Andrew has moved to, uh, to this move 29 times. He has been, this is his 29th house. So he's pretty good at moving, yeah? Well, guess what? I've moved more times than my husband. I have moved house 30 times. So you think I'm a, I've been pretty experienced removalist, you think? Until this move. So Andrew and I, we've, like I said, we're experienced movers. And yet on this move, 
We tried really hard and yet we kind of failed in a few areas. One area in particular happened, well, I'm not sure exactly when it happened, but we made a rookie mistake. I mean, not even a rookie would make this mistake in moving. Like this is, we made a bad mistake. We got to Townsville, I can't remember the day, about the 12th or so of January. Oh no, it was early in that week before that. And it was really, really hot. It was like 40 degrees outside. It was a scorcher of a day. The lovely Major Beth picked us up. And you know, you walk through that lovely airport up here. Actually, it's not a bad airport. It's not too bad. I was expecting something really different and actually had more than I expected here, regional sort of airport. It's pretty good. So I walked through the airport, nice air conditioning. I didn't have to walk on the tarmac like you do in other places. It was pretty good. And then we walked outside. And you know what that walking into heat's like when you, you know, it's like walking into a wall. It's like, whoa, whoa, that's bad. And so my son, who's pretty expressive, if you haven't met my son Joshua yet, you, when, once you meet him, you'll get in and get to know him. He likes to say what's on his mind a little bit. He's quite expressive. And Joshua goes, oh, my goodness, like this as he walked into the heat. Oh, my goodness, I think we need to talk to God about this. He did. I think we need to talk to God about this. I think we need to ask God to make it snow here. And I, I said, Joshua, sweetheart, if it snows in Townsville, we're all in trouble. So back to my moving. So all is well. We go to our new house, which has been lovely, lovely presented. Lovely? It's been presented very nicely for us. And it's all beautiful. And we do the right thing. And we turn all the air conditioners on because we're like really hot. And then we go out to where all of our boxes are. And we walk in there and we go, there's a bit of a funny smell in here. Oh, oh well, just sort of a mild kind of off smell. We don't think much of it. We start doing the unpacking. I thought, oh, maybe there's a little mouse that's died in the corner or something. This little off smell. We'll find it eventually. So I go out, I'm doing some shopping, and I get this phone call from Andrew. Paula, you are not going to believe what I've just found. I'm like, oh no, what is it? He goes, you know that smell? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, well, you're not going to believe what we've done. Rookie mistake. Rookie moving mistake. I mean, we've moved 29 times, 30 times. We ought to know better. We should know what we're doing. Talk about epic fail. We had packed up and sent from Brisbane a box of garbage. <laughs> Literally a box full of actual rubbish. I, I kid you not. He opened up the box and he goes, oh. the stench just hit him. It was like, oh my goodness. This is not a mistake. People who've moved 29, 30 times make. We, we sealed up a box of rubbish and we sent it on a truck from Brisbane to Townsville and it sat in a storage shed, essentially the garage, for at least a month, at least a month, this box of rubbish and he opens it up and it's full of maggots <laughs> and flies and it was so gross and I'm like, get it out of the house, it was so gross. It was so disgusting. The, the worst part was when poor Andrew, because I wasn't touching that thing, no way. <laughs> poor Andrew had to pick 
put it in the back of, we used the Kia, sorry. <laughs> put the back of the Kia, we laid some stuff down. But as he did, you know that rubbish juice? <laughs> he ran down his leg. <laughs> and I'm watching and I start doing this. going, where is she going with this? I'm, where am I going with this? This is where I'm going. If you want to change a story, you've got to leave your rubbish behind. If you want to change a story, you've got to leave your rubbish behind. Um, Britta read that verse, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. I was going to get her to read the whole up, but it's really unusual verse. It's a prophetic word that's given to the people of Israel who've just been in slavery. These guys have just been literally for centuries, centuries in slavery. These guys only knew slavery and all of a sudden they were free. But when they were free, they were still lost. They didn't know what to do. They were still carrying the rubbish of slavery. They were still holding the baggage of the past and they were entered into this beautiful place and God said to them, rebuild. Rebuild. Start again. Build up. Do it. And you know what happened? They were weighed down with discouragement, despair, hopelessness. They didn't know where to start. They'd start and then they'd get discouraged. They'd start again and they'd get discouraged. They were carrying the rubbish of the past, the burdens of the past, the slavery, the years upon years upon years upon years of slavery. Imagine being in slavery, not just for one generation, but two, but three, but four. I don't think it's too hard to imagine. So many people are enslaved generation after generation after generation in poverty, in sickness, in lots of different things. We understand what it's like. And when God says, I'm raising you out of slavery, I'm going to get you to start again. Something new, something amazing is going to happen in your life. And you stand there with your rubbish with your rubble and God says rebuild sometimes that discouraging voice says you can't rebuild that voice you heard of your dad maybe that said you'll never amount to anything you hear that I remember you you're a big fat loser I know you and that voice makes you go I can't build I can't restore I can't do anything but God says no leave the rubbish in the past don't take it with you leave it there it stinks. It's rotten. It's not who you are. It's not who you are. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that's a good word, isn't it? Good word. Leave your rubbish in the past. If you want to change a story, leave the rubbish behind. The people of Israel needed this word. They needed this word that said, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. They needed this word that said, rebuild. You can do it. Rebuild. But it's not in your strength, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. I love this verse. So he says, yes, rebuild, build might and power. We need it. It might start it, but it won't complete it. It's by my spirit that you will get there. So what does this mean for us? Firstly, we leave the rubbish in the past. Say it with me. We leave the rubbish in the past. 
You know, I want us to get that. Leave the rubbish in the past. And then we take the next verse, the next part, which is this, second point. It's not about how strong you are. Rebuilding, changing your life, changing your story, moving from here to there is not about how good you are. Oh, I can do good. I can tell you. I can dress up and do good like you would not believe. You should see me when I dress up in my fancy schmancies. I look like, yeah, I've got the part. I can do it. I can do good. But it's not about me. It's not about my own strength. It's about his strength. Someone said that. Who said that? And they shared today. It was really awesome. Has anyone here faced, has been in a cyclone? I know that's a really dumb question. We're in Townsville. <laughs> okay. I was in Brisbane when um, Yasi hit here. But before Yasi hit up here, um, we, I don't know if you recall, because I'm sure you were really focused on the cyclones and stuff, but Brisbane at the time was hit with a terrible rain depression. And through the Lockyer Valley and through Toowoomba, where I used to live, um, an inland tsunami literally washed homes off their foundations. It was horrendous. And area that I used to live, Andrew and I had been the core officer at um, Centenary Suburbs, and the suburb where we had been, we just moved away from, was um, completely decimated. Friends of ours lost things. It was really hard. And in Brisbane, I mean, I, I guess the same happened up here following Yasi, but in Brisbane, it was literally an army of people were deployed to fix the situation. I saw it on the news. It was incredible. People going out, cleaning up, cleaning up the debris. They really did it. I mean, you need might, don't you, when there's a disaster, when there's rubble, when there's mess, when there's pain. We need a force. We need to work. We can't just sit back and do nothing. We actually need action, don't we? We need to put action in. But God says it's not just by might. It's not just by your power. If I drive through the Lockyer Valley, or even parts of Brisbane, I can think of parts of Brisbane, there are areas that are still in ruin. Still that, I'm sure there's areas in North Queensland the same that are still in ruin. People lose hope. People lose their, their motivation. They think actually it's not worth rebuilding. It's not worth it. It's not by might. And it's not by power either. You can rebuild, you can rebuild by might alone. But not even the force of an army can change in here. It's not by just ticking the boxes. It's not just by doing the right thing and looking the part. That is not going to get you across the line. If you want to see God change your story, you need to allow the power of the Spirit to come and to change. I got one amen. That's good. Amen. Yeah, two amens. Awesome. Amen. amen. Three amens. Amen. It's a good thing. We can do it by force. <sighs> but it's a little bit like what Renee talked about. The little balls that work really, really hard. The waves come in and it's all gone. And then you try again. You put all this force and energy in and then it's all gone. It's so hard. I remember watching my husband years ago. We, had, we owned a house in Toowoomba. And um, 
our letterbox got knocked over by a tree that fell down, blah, 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 blah. It was all good. And my husband and his dad decided to rebuild it. Imagine, and it's brick. Imagine if they rebuilt it without the mortar. You could put all the more, all the strength, all the muscle you like in, stack those bricks up, woo, there it goes. Rain comes down, bloods come up, bye-bye, letterbox. You know? You know what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit really is the mortar. Put all the energy in your life without the Holy Spirit. The waves come in, bye-bye, sandballs. Put all the energy in that you like, bye-bye. When the rain comes, the floods come, all of the hard work, and you look and you go, yep, I tried, and I'm still a failure. But God says, no, I want to change your story. Let me change your story. It's a good story, hey? For God to change? I want to tell you about this. Actually, I just want to revisit it. First of all, we leave the rubbish in the past. Secondly, it's not about how strong you are. It's not about might and power. It is by His Spirit. God wants to make a way to rebuild. When I, um, you know, just travelling around and stuff, I heard a guy say to me once, Paula, this time I'm in recovery. I'm going to make it. This time I'm going to work really hard. And I just felt so convicted in my spirit to encourage him to say, You know what, let's let God help us get there, mate. Because we can do this, but you need to let God help us get there. And it's not just about drugs and alcohol, I want to say. There's a lot of areas in our lives that we need to let God change us. If you're struggling with anger, God wants to change your story. If you're struggling with depression, God wants to help you change your story. If if you're struggling... If you're struggling in um, financial you know, mistakes time and time again, God wants to help change the story. Do you know why the devil reminds you of your past? I want you to hear this. The devil reminds you of your past all the time because he's afraid of what you can be in your future. It's true. He, he reminds you of the past because he's afraid of you in your future when you truly let God take over, take control. And be Lord. For some, this comes very quickly and easily. For others, it's a process. And that's okay. That's okay. It's a constant seeking Him. A constant seeking. Lord, I need you today. Lord, I need your help today. Lord, I need your help again today. It's a constant thing. Uh, my father, who some of you met, he was up just to helping, helping us out when we first got here. Um, he remembers when he was a child, they were doing what Salvation Army used to do, open air meetings. And this man in Tinga knelt down, completely drunk at the mercy seat and stood up sober and never touched a bottle again, ever in his life. Now God can do that. That's a pretty amazing miraculous story. But that doesn't happen for everybody, does it? No, it doesn't happen for everybody. For others, it's a process. It's a good thing. But it's not by might and it's not by power. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. And this is what happens. I love this. When we allow the Holy Spirit to work with us, 
with our strength, with our might, with us. The stuff, the rubbish of the past becomes like ammunition to defeat it. That's a good thing. So, for example, if abuse is a part of your past and that's the rubble that you're carrying with you everywhere that you go, and you say, God, I want transformation. I don't want that in my life any life, life anymore. God can transform you to use that to be ammunition against the enemy. No more am I going to suffer. No more am I going to put up with that. I'm, I'm actually going to stand with women who have been abused and say, no more. This is not going to happen. God uses the past to change the future. That's a good thing. If your, if your past is filled with financial ruin, dumb mistakes we've all made, God can change it to say, no more. I'm going to help people in poverty because I know what that's like. It's like ammunition. He changes your story. Once you are walking in that rubble today, you're looking and you're saying, I'm bringing hope and I'm bringing healing and I'm bringing restoration to those who are there because I know what it's like. He rescued me and I'm going to stand with him and help you be rescued too. That's a good thing. I'm so glad you give me. It's a good thing. Um, If you guys want to come, that'd be great. There's two things that we need to do. Firstly, we need to say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you. Some of us have never accepted Jesus to be our Lord. And tonight is your night. If you want to do it, tonight is your night. He is here to set us free. And he's here to rewrite our story, to change our story. I want to say, if you want to do that today, I want you to stand up right where you are. If you need to say, Jesus, I want you to come into my heart right now. And we're going to pray together. If you need Jesus to say, God, I need you right now, Jesus. I can't do this on my own. Wherever you are, I invite you to stand. And we're going to pray. Not just those standing, but anyone, all of us, I'd like to invite you all to pray. Just give it time. If you really say, I need Jesus to come into my heart, I would just invite you to stand. Just give it one more, one more couple of minutes, not even that a little bit longer. If you need Jesus right now, stand. I want you to say this after me, all of us together. Dear Jesus, I need you. Take the rubble of my past. Forgive me. Fill my heart. Thank you, Jesus, that you've saved me, that my future with you is good, that you have a hope and a plan for me, and it is good. Amen.
Jesus, we just pray that your Holy Spirit will fill these people standing. That we will know that you are Lord of their lives and we will all know that you are Lord of our lives. I invite, actually, the second thing I want us to do. If you need, just really felt like this is what God wants us to do today. If you need the Holy Spirit to come into your life, afresh and anew, I invite you to come and stand with me here out the front, just facing here. We're just going to pray for you, for the Holy Spirit to fill you, to restore you, to heal you, and to be the mortar, okay? To be the mortar, to rebuild, to change your story. Others might, actually, if there are others who can pray, that'd be great. Just stand across the front. You can face me. I know, that's good. Cool. If there are others who would like to come and pray with me, that would be really great. But I'm going to pray individually for these guys standing. The whole congregation would like to stand as we worship. Okay? We're going to pray um, just for the Holy Spirit's touch and power to come upon the people standing here because they're asking for that. That's part of who God is. Not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. We're asking for the Holy Spirit to come and to fill us and to refresh us, renew us and give us a hope for the future. It's a good thing. I'm going to put the microphone down and give it over to Jesse and, um, and um, the guys and we're just going to sing and worship and allow God to do what he wants.